Should the Spurs re-sign Keita Bates-Diop? You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Lockdown Spurs right here on the Lockdown NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Ken's Five San Antonio. TGIF, everybody. It's it. That's it. Your weekend is here. Hope everybody's having a great uh, one and getting ready for a couple days off. What are we talking about today? We're going to be looking at Kieta Bates Diop. He's a free agent next well now. Technically, as soon as the offseason begins, the free agency begins, yeah, he may or may not be a Spur next season. But why should or should not the Spurs keep him around? Also, we're going to talk a little about the NBA play-in and why it's a good thing that Manu Ginobili is a local investor in a minor league baseball out in San Antonio. So once again, thanks for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every single day. You guys are the everydayers, and we appreciate you coming out here to Lockdown Spurs every day. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make sure you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sports book of LockedOn. Make every moment more. It's going to bring in our guest. He is the man, the myth, the legend, Rudy Campos. Rudy, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. He is with Sweep the League, but he's also making a, uh, a – I heard you're making a uh, push to become a senator in Texas. So hopefully everything's going well <laughs> on that front, Rudy. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the uh, state of Texas could handle me as a politician when it comes to a senator or anything like that. So I'm gonna just stay out of it, and I'm gonna go for the local, you know, maybe mayor of San Antonio, and that's about as high as I go. I think you'd be a good mayor. Think so? I think you would. Yeah, you got that even keel personality. I don't think I ever heard you really get mad, like mad angry. I think you're you got the little diplomat in you. Yeah, I you know, I kind of have a calm demeanor. I have gotten upset. I have gotten mad. But I kind of do it behind closed doors because, you know, I guess, you know, I can really be really mean sometimes. And that's the story. I guess it is, man. But I have a calm demeanor when it comes to everything else. Yeah, I, I've seen, I've uh, you know, behind the scenes, you know, I'm not going to talk about what everybody, but I, I've seen yeah. uh, Rudy uh, call me about stuff that gets, he gets him upset. <laughs> Let's just say, even when he's re- he has a legit reason to be upset, he's still like this. He's calm. So I am like on the phone yeah. with him, like, is he upset or is he sad <laughs> or what's bothering him? But anyway, maybe I should be should a have, politician then. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, make sure to follow him on Twitter at Sweep the League. So, uh, Rudy, the off season for the Silver and Black is here, and they got a lot of decisions to make. Whether it be, well, obviously, the biggest one is what's going to happen in the draft lottery. That's going to be a decision where they land, and then it comes the roster and whether or not to keep or just say adios to a few free agents. Now, one of them is Keita Bates-Diop, you know, kind of one of the, is it safe to say an unsung hero of a bad season? Because he had some good games, keeping the kids uh, and the team uh, in games. You know, kind of was flying on the radar, really had a very nice season. I think overall, before we get into whether the Spurs should keep him or not, I think he's, he had a good one. He had a good season despite the record, Rudy. Yeah, despite the record, I mean, he really had a good season. Now, the numbers don't, you know, stand, like, stand out tremendously. Like, when you say a really good season, I mean, 9.7 points a game, yeah. 3.7 rebounds, an assist a game. Really important is he shot 50% from the field, 39% from three-point range. Like I said, nothing that stands out completely where it's like, oh, it's a great season, really good season. 
but it was a productive season. And what I really loved about uh, Bates Viap was the fact that at the end of the season, he turned it on completely, at the, especially in April, averaging 18 points a game. The more minutes he got, the better his play was. So definitely a good season for him. I think he showed the Spurs uh, organization that he can be productive, which is beneficial for him going into the offseason. Yeah, I mean, there were career highs in scoring, as you mentioned, you know, 9.7 best in his uh, career. He had a career high in assist, 1.5. He had a career, uh, you know, a best in shooting, you know, from the three line. He shot 39% from the three line really, really well. And overall, very productive, steady force. And you're right, you know, throughout the uh, season, you know, he got better and better. You know, you, you look at some of the numbers he dropped, you, you know, 18, you mentioned 18 points per game in April and just considerable increases from January 7.9 points per game to February 10.4 to March 11.5 points per game. And of course, the 18 in April to close out the season, even his assist got better. He went from two and a half in February and closed out the season in April with 3.2 really solid, good role player. And a part of me also thinks this too, and when I will get into whether the Spurs should keep him or not, I think they should because he is a lone NBA veteran and a very young team and a, and a young NBA veteran who's already familiar with the Spurs system. He's familiar with what these kids are are going through. He's familiar with what coach pop uh, expects on the court. I think you got to keep him around. Rudy, your thoughts. Yeah, uh, my first uh, my first like thoughts and assessment of everything was that he he really needs to resign with the Spurs and they need to really keep him uh, uh, with the San Antonio organization. And the thing is, is that he's not going to command a huge salary, right. even if he was to test free agency. Yeah. He's not going to command a lot anywhere else. It's going to be about uh, I wouldn't say it's a, it's going to be a veteran minimum, but it's going to be you know a decent amount for him. And I think the Spurs have enough cap room. They have enough space on the roster. To bring him back, I I really feel he should be uh, in the silver and black next season. Very good asset, and like you said, one of the lone veterans. Considering an off season where we could see guys like Doug McDermott being moved, veterans are probably going to be on the move. It's going to be a probably a younger team next year, so keeping as many veterans like uh, KDB on the roster is very important. You know, the Spurs definitely have a lot of cash on hand to give him a nice pay bump. They don't have enough. They don't have as much cash as you do, Rudy, in your bank account. But <laughs> nevertheless, I, I think they can afford to give him a pay raise. I think he earned it, and they should keep him around if they decide to. Now, the biggest wrench in all this is free agency itself and, of course, mm-hmm. the NBA draft. Do you think things change? We'll start off with the draft. If they bring in a Brandon Miller, if they do bring in – you know, one of the Thompson guys. I know not the guard, which is the forward, the with the one place that always get that confused. Um, is it is it Eamon? Is Isaiah okay? If they bring him aboard, you know, if they bring in another young forward at his spot next season, look, I think he would be okay coming off the bench if that happens. But if they're really gonna put a reset slash continue going with the youth movement rebuild, that's something to look out for. Do you think we'll start off with the draft again? that that's going to impact perhaps his status with San Antonio moving forward? 100% no on that. It doesn't affect, the draft doesn't affect uh, Beatty uh 
status at all when it comes to the silver and black. The thing is, is I've seen some comments, especially on one of our Locked On episodes about the draft, where I've made said, where I've said this draft is a pretty weak draft, and I'm still standing by it. It's not a, it's not a legitimate big time superstar draft. A lot of these kids are prospects, you know, that are going to come in. They're going to be projects, and having a guy like Vate Diop still around with the silver with San Antonio is going to be huge for the development. You can't expect a guy like Brandon Miller to come into San Antonio and mm-hmm. just turn heads right away. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some time to develop. And a guy like KDB coming in and staying with San Antonio is going to help the development, whether it be a Thompson, whether mm-hmm. it be a Miller, or you know anyone down like uh, Grady Dick from Kansas. I mean, anyone that they draft is not going to affect what he does. I mean, even if you look at Scooter Wemby, one and two right now, they don't play his position. So it's still a needed position for the Spurs. That's the main reason why I think the draft does not affect his status at all when it comes to the team. Interesting though, when it comes to him, he can play both the four and the, um, I'm sorry, the three and the four. Mm-hmm. So that's really good. So he's switchable, at least in that department. I think the Spurs tried him out for one game at the shooting guard spot, uh, but really they, the bulk of it was at the four, the three or the four spot. Interesting. He plays better at a small forward position. The numbers show that. He played about 25 minutes at the small forward spot, averaged about 10 points per game through 26 games played at that position. They moved him to the power forward spot uh, 40 games last season, 9.2 at about 19.4 points per game. So not that much of a difference. But it's interesting, though, it really jumps at the small forward spot, 4.2 rebounds as opposed to the power forward spot. Even his uh, three-point shooting didn't really impact 39% at both positions. So he's switchable in, in that department, and I think that'll bode well. I think he'd be a great complementary piece to some kid named Wimbayana if they do get him. Rudy, your thoughts? Yeah, he would be a good complementary piece. His, he's got the shooting stroke to where it'll help Wimby. Again, you know, a lot of teams are going to collapse on Wimbayama. They're, yeah. they, they see some of the stuff that a lot of scouts see, and um, they're going to collapse on him. They're going to make it really tough for him. So you've got to surround him with shooters and guys that can score. And Bates Diaby is definitely one of those guys. He can he can put it on the floor. He can score. He can shoot the ball. He benefits from playing with a guy like Wimbayama. And one thing you got to remember, Jeff, as well, is we saw the injuries this year between Devin and even Keldon having some time. Mm-hmm. That's two positions that Bates Diaby can fill. So without having certainty that Devin isn't going to be out for a longer period of time like he was this year and Keldon going down again for a week or two, you know, with an injury, this is where he comes out and he benefits a lot by staying with the silver and black. But mm-hmm. ultimately with uh, Wimby uh, by his side, yeah, Bates Diop is going to be real good beneficial. I mean, even if Scoot is a San Antonio Spur uh, come to draft, mm-hmm. Again, you got a wing player uh, like KDV that can score, that can shoot. So he's beneficial any way you look at it. That's why he's got to stay with the Spurs, in my opinion. Before we go into our next segment, I want to leave you with this, and we'll get your final thoughts on whether the Spurs should keep or uh, let go of base. Yeah. Look at the last three games of the season that he played in. Really, really was impactful. Um Averaged about 25 minutes a game, 21 points per game in the final three games for the Spurs, five rebounds, 3.7 assists, and even shot the ball 55% from the field and 45% from the three line. Now, granted, he took about three and a half shots from three line, but he made about 1.7, so we'll give him the benefit of the doubt, too. So really effective. 
So he really closed out the season with a bang and really is going to make that uh, Spurs brass coaching staff think about his future in San Antonio. I think he does come back. I think he's exactly what this young Spurs team needs. When we get back, we're going to uh, wrap up our chat about Bates Diop and then get into some play-in talk. And then Monte Ginobili making an impact in San Antonio. Rudy got a chance to uh, check that out. And also don't forget David Robinson as well. Can't forget Big Dave. So Rudy will talk to you about that and what he has to say about those two legends staying in San Antonio. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about one of our uh, great advertisers here, and that is Nissan. Look, the Nissan Aria. You got to get it. You want to go to shopnissanusa.com right now. And by the way, Nissan's most electric player of the week right here on Lockdown Spurs is brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. Now we're going to give it a Bates Diop. What a way to close out the season. We just gave it the numbers, you know, double-figure scoring. We're shooting the ball great. Really making an impact for this young Spurs team. And really is going to make the Spurs coaching staff and brass think twice about letting him go. I think they're going to keep him. But nevertheless, what a way to close out the season. Nissan's most electric player of the week right here is, is Katie Bates-Dia, brought to you by the all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. It's electric, brilliantly fierce, fiercely elegant, stunningly powerful, elegantly powerful. It delivers on a duality, combination of fierceness and elegance, beautiful but strong, the perfect SUV crossover. The Nissan Aria packs pin-to-your-seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. We're back right here on Lockdown Spurs with Rudy Campos of Sweep the League. He is on Twitter at Sweep the League. And uh, let him know that you're going to be willing to make a campaign contribution to his mayoral candidacy in San Antonio. I'm going to chip in 50 cents. How about that, Rudy? That's actually 50 cents more than I than I need. Man. <laughs> That's too much money right there for me. I, I'm going to have to pay so much. You can use it to keep Bates D up in San Antonio. You can chip <laughs> in on that if that if the Spurs need your uh, help. I don't think they need help. They got they got a lot of money in this offseason, don't they, man? Jeez. They are they are set, and what Jeez. I love about it is they are set not just for this offseason. They are set for the yeah. future of offseasons. And when we talk playoffs, I'll, I'll explain why it's so important. All right. Well, let's go to wrap up our chat about Bates Diop here. So, if I understand correctly, you're on board with the Spurs retaining him, right? One hundred percent. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the Spurs are going to keep him around now, barring anything crazy like. We didn't get into this free agency. Like some small forward, forward, big name time free agent wants to come to San Antonio or they throw cash at him and he says, yes, and that changes everything. But nevertheless, yeah, I think the Spurs should keep him. I think the chemistry, the familiarity, and the numbers that he did to close out the season definitely leads to that. But hey, Rudy, uh, the NBA uh, play in are, are underway. Spurs are not mm-hmm. in it, but nevertheless, is it just me or is it the play in games? more exciting than the actual playoffs. We've had some thrillers to start the NBA play-in series. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I was never a fan of the play-in series at all. I I figured, you know, you top eight teams are going to make it. That's good. Why are these extra teams? But I've started to slowly come around to it. I'm actually enjoying it. And it's kind of like, you know, a little bit of March Madness type stuff where um, one game, it's one and done. You're out. Another game, you lose. You still have another chance. 
But if you lose again, you're out. And what it does is it allows these teams, like an OKC is the reason why I mentioned about the Spurs earlier being so important. A team like OKC got into a playing game. They go in, they go into New Orleans and they beat the Pelicans. And now they've got a chance to upset Minnesota to get into the playoffs. Why is that so important? Because it allows two teams from the bottom tier of the conference to get in and get a chance. You see some of these younger guys, these younger stars of tomorrow, get an opportunity to make that playoffs push. And we're seeing it, especially like I said with OKC. Uh, they They've just stockpiled draft picks, and they've drafted so well. Hence, Sam Presti, former Spurs guy. You know, the Spurs are always in the uh, mix when it comes to drafting. They draft so well when it comes to talent. And that's why it's so important for the Spurs to have these off-seasons with extra draft picks, making these moves, having free, free up some cash, because they can go in and get some of these types of players. OKC's got Josh Giddy, They've got Shea Gilchrist Alexander. They've got a lot of great talent. But you're seeing that now with the play-in game. And it's making it so exciting because, like I said, these younger guys are getting that opportunity, man. You know, we mm-hmm. see a former spur, DeMar DeRozan, taking the Bulls, you yeah. know, into Toronto and winning that game. You know, that was very unexpected. So playing basketball is pretty getting pretty exciting. Playoff basketball, I feel this season is going to actually be really, really good. And I haven't said that for many years. And I'm actually kind of excited for this season. Yeah, I'm excited for the um, the playoff series between the uh, Warriors and the Kings. I think that one could be just incredible. I think Kings that one's going to be really good. Kings you going six. with Kings and six? I definitely am. I'm going with uh, I'm going with Warriors and I'm going with the Warriors and seven. I think that that experience nah. is going to is going to really help them. I use the word overrated very loosely when I call the Warriors. They're not overrated. Hey. I just don't think that they have the they're going to really miss the interior. The the interior position is going to really hurt them. Sabonis yeah. is going to have a really big game, but. I just think the Kings are playing so well right now. Overall, com- combined, like they are, they are one of the most complete starting fives right now in the NBA, and they're playing really well right now. That's why I've got their Kings and six. Yeah, speaking of Kings, that what bothered me. Did you ever see that video of the Coyote going to Sacramento and worshiping yeah. the beam? <laughs> yeah, I did. Like, like I didn't, I didn't appreciate that Coyote. So we, so you I, still need to make amends to that. I'm still I'm still wondering if they stole the coyote, you know, someone just kind of could have brainwashed the coyote because yeah. wasn't he they, wasn't he well, uh, worshiping a uh, light? It was like a cult. Well, you and I know the force is a real thing. So, oh, yes, I that's mean, true. He could have been, you know, for, you know, someone was using the force to play with his mind and give it a mind trick here. So, I don't know. Coyote, if, if, if that's what it was, then we'll forgive you. But you you still got to make amends to that. But no, the, the playing tournaments has been really fun. You mentioned the Bulls uh, beating the Raptors. By the way, I think the Raptors really got to look in the mirror soon because how do you do yeah. that? How do you? I mean, how how do you another playoff exit? You know, oof, uh, you mentioned the Kings. I, I think that's going to be a good a good game. And speaking of uh, the Kings, Sabonis, I know they list him as a center, but why? How come every time I look at him on play, he doesn't look like a center? Like he doesn't look like a traditional center. Like remember his dad, his dad was that was a center. You could not ignore the fact that his dad was a beast in the middle. But, his, yeah, his, yeah. His dad, his Arvidas. I mean, 
people really don't know. And I, I've gotten, I've gotten a lot of flack from people saying, you know, how terrible I am and stuff. When I say Arvidas Sabonis is legitimately probably the greatest one of one, if not the greatest center overall to play the game. And I'm talking hands down the most talented and gifted center. Not, I know Jabbar, I know all these guys, you know, Hakeem Olajuwon, but when you talk about from scoring to assist to rebound, everything, Basically, you're seeing Jokic right now is what prime Arvita Sabonis was times like 10. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, definitely one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, and overall, the series are good. You know, Boston, I think that's going to be interesting. It's almost weird. It's like the the East, you can kind of predict who's going to be the last team standing, likely Boston or Milwaukee. The West, in my opinion, I think it's still wide open. If you were to tell me, the Lakers made it all the way to the finals. The West Finals, I wouldn't be surprised. If you tell me the Kings do it, I wouldn't be surprised. Now, maybe yeah. your your Thunder will surprise me, but it's it's still kind of a wide open. I mean, the Warriors. I know you're not big on them, but if you, I, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't be surprised to see them in the West Finals. So yeah, the the West playoffs are shaping up to be really really fun. A lot of Spurs representation. Well, some are already gone. Or, you know, DeJounte Murray, he's advanced. Derek White is there. Who am I missing? Um, Roberto's gone. Well, Kerr, coach. coach. Well, yeah, Coach Kerr, yeah, he's still there. Yep. Mike Brown for the Kings. Mike Brown, yep. Uh, Budenhoser for the Bucks. Derek White, duh, is there. So, yeah. Is this, this, is, this is DeJounte's second time in the playoffs? Because he uh, did it one yeah. time with the big three. And he, that yeah. well, the like the the trail end of the big three, and then of course Kawhi. But uh, Danny Green is in it too, far. right? With Memphis, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's still I a mean, lot of Spurs. A lot. Kyle yeah. Anderson, Kyle Anderson, yeah. He's still yeah. Well, he's technically still in it. He's got the play in against yeah. the OKC, but I know they don't consider. They don't consider the play-in playoffs. I know there's some debate. <laughs> I don't consider it playoffs. It's not that you're trying to get into the playoffs, so it's not these yeah. are not the playoffs. But nevertheless, yeah, the play-in games have been really, really fun. So there's a lot of Spurs, ex-Spurs still playing. A good reason to check out uh, that and much, much more. Hey, when we get back, we're going to be talking about some off-the-court news, specifically two legends in San Antonio, Manu Ginobili and Dave Robinson. Rudy got a chance to uh, catch up with them at the local basketball minor league team and why it's important that they were there right here on Locked On Spurs with Rudy Campos of Sweep the League. Hey, I want to talk to you about Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need to get the best tasting protein bar ever. It's called Built. You got to try this. If you're like me, you want to make a healthy snack choice you don't want to compromise on taste, then I got the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and they taste amazing. They taste so amazing, you wouldn't even think that they're good for you. You got to try this. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. I don't know how Built does this, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. Get this. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. Rudy's been losing weight. Wouldn't be surprised if he gets a box of Built Bar soon. So, with this type of uh, macros. But nevertheless, 
Look, you don't need to wait to get a box anymore. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club, and you can still get your specialty flavors still at Built.com. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars. They have a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff. But if you're close to a Sam's Club, grab a 13-bar box with hit flavors such as brownie batter puff, churro puff, you can thank me later. And we cannot forget about Mudslingers in San Antonio. Yes, a local company is advertising right here on Locked On Spurs. So we appreciate you, Mudslingers drive through Coffee. Look, if you stayed up late last night or you just need a quick pick-me-up or just a great drink, go to Mudslingers drive through Coffee right now. Mudslingers is locally owned, an independent coffee shop, and they're proud to make delicious coffee for our San Antonio community. They do it fast and friendly so you can get on with your day. So whether you're in the mood for a latte, cold brew, or a Red Bull-infused lightning bolt. Rudy, you can handle that, right? A Red Bull-infused lightning bolt drink? Is that okay I'm for already you? Awake. I'm already awake just thinking about it, yeah. <laughs> By the way, the last time um, we had uh, Casey Vieira and we were doing this ad read, and I mentioned the Red Bull-infused lightning bolt, uh, I, I don't think he was talking about this, but he said that he went to Mudslingers and he got himself a drink that it was it got it woke him up so much that he chose violence. That he wanted to punch a wall. That that's how powerful right. these things are. But they're good. They'll wake you up, though. I'm gonna have to try one. I've been to Mudslingers a lot. Love them, and I'm gonna have yeah. to try that. I'm gonna have to well, really try it. Don't punch me, because Rudy. I mean, Casey said he would be tempted <laughs> to punch me. So I don't hope you don't. Know. You're bigger than Casey, so I wouldn't want to hit for your punch. But nevertheless, no, <laughs> they don't make you punch everybody. Uh, Mudslingers gets you just going for your day. They get you a big old smile on your face. Uh, when you get one of their delicious drinks, look, they have a wide selection of dairy alternatives, low calorie options, even caffeine free drinks for those who want to take it easy. Go to Muslingers Drive Through Coffee right now if you're in San Antonio for a tasty and convenient caffeine fix located at 2404 Thousand Oaks Drive near 281 to 1604. They're open every day from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Life is too short for bland coffee. Rudy, let's continue our chat about the silver and black with some off the court news. Now, for those who don't know, uh, Mono Ginobili is an investor, uh, part owner in a uh, minor league team, baseball team in San Antonio called the San Antonio Missions. Uh, also joining him in that endeavor is David Robinson. But David Robinson really, you know, he, he is a businessman, you know, big time businessman in San Antonio and beyond. But Mono Ginobili is a part of this. Now, why is this important? Well, it's because it keeps the missions around. And for more on that, let's just go to Rudy now. Rudy, you were at the game. You got to see Robinson. You got to see Manu address the crowd there. Uh, tell us what happened. What was going on? Yeah, so obviously Manu addressed the crowd. Uh, he really didn't speak to uh, media much there. But what it does for Manu and David, you know, a lot of the guys coming into the San Antonio Missions. Now, let's just be real. The Missions don't grab a whole lot of attendance. And, you know, it's kind of a long baseball season. That's kind of what drives baseball down a lot is the long season itself but it's very important because you've got to get a lot of local investors to buy into a product and seeing that Manu and David you know especially with the Nolan Ryan being present it shows a lot of support by very important people and when I say people I mean athletes athletes are so important when it comes to supporting uh, local teams and that's very very good for them it allows the missions to be, I guess, opened up 
be open to open to other people as well that weren't involved because now you see Mono Ginobili. What does that take you to? He's got a huge fan base, international fan base. So seeing that Manu's tied to the missions organization now mm-hmm. gets you an international flavor. And baseball is about international. I mean, you got guys from Cuba, you got guys from Puerto Rico, everywhere that come in to play the game of baseball. So it gives you that international feel with Manu uh, being a part of the organization. You see David is very, very involved with the San Antonio Spurs as far as an investment goes. He's been you know, part of the organization with them, too. Also being involved now with the missions is so huge for him. Great for the city of San Antonio. But the biggest thing I see, and this is my own personal opinion on it because I don't know, have any insight or anything, mm-hmm. but seeing this will allow the missions to expand to probably a bigger stadium. Right. And that's what they need. They need a better century located stadium. Wolf is great, but it's already done. It's the, it's done its due. It's done. It's ran its course. They got to get a better stadium. But you want to have an MLB team or maybe even a triple A team instead of double A team. You got to get a bigger area. You got to get a bigger stadium. That's where you start getting more of the revenue in. So seeing these guys actually investing into it and promoting it and being a part of it is such a great feeling for the San Antonio Missions organization. Just seeing the game, I went to the game last night, uh, the other night was actually, and just seeing the crowd there was 3,100 people there. Uh, Just the vibe there was a lot different, knowing that there's more investors in yeah, yeah. And look, you know, we know that Robinson is a big time businessman in San Antonio ever since he retired. But mm-hmm. Manu Loki really is one, too. Not only from the missions, he has a lot of investments in South America, in Argentina, Mexico, and I think Brazil. Uh, he's, uh, you know, invested in several other uh, startup companies. I think more of a tech side. For those you who don't know, Manu really loves tech stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So... But to see him really step forward and take a big role uh, in this is, is really good. You know, he was decked out in the emissions baseball cap, the missions mm-hmm. jersey, really addressed the crowd. I wish he would have spoke to the media, though. I think that was kind of a a misstep on on their part. I don't know what the missions were thinking, but I think they should have provided that for the media. But nevertheless, you know, good on Manu, good on David as well. For those uh, fans that are listening in right now, what what you mentioned right now the missions and what level they are there. Are mm-hmm. they at the bottom of the minor league system? So what exactly yeah. did Manu invest in? Like, like the weakest minor league team level? Like how did that work? No. So in baseball, when you drafted, there's a, a like a, a plus of uh, uh, league. Then you got double a triple a, and then you got the MLB. So triple a is right before the MLB. Double a is what the San Antonio missions are. They're double a affiliate of the San Diego Padres. So basically, if you're a prospect, and right now they've got their number 18th prospect or 13th prospect, I'm sorry, Corey Howell is part of the uh, San Antonio Missions as well as their number 28th prospect, which is uh, Tirso uh, Ornales. They're they're playing in San Antonio. So these guys are two levels away from basically being MLB uh, on an MLB roster for San Diego Padres. Development-wise, AA is... If you think about it like school, you know, your MLB is where you start your career. Triple A is college. Double A is like high school. You're getting okay. ready for that next level. Uh, single A ball and then, you know, other types of ball is kind of like your elementary, middle school type stuff. So right now these guys are at high school getting ready for that college level. Sometimes mm-hmm. you'll see a guy go from double A all the way to MLB, you know, really quickly. Mm-hmm. saw a guy for the uh, Texas Rangers organization the other night, Evan Carter is the number one prospect. I mean, 
he's probably not going to be in double A much longer. He's probably going to be in the MLB roster probably by the end of the season. He's that good. So wow. just keeping in mind, you know, you're, you're seeing some guys that are right on the cusp of getting to that next level. But the good thing about it with the missions, when you've got superstars like the San Diego Padres have Fernando Tatis, one of the bigger stars in the league, when they get injured, they come down to double A ball. So they'll get some reps in double A, go to triple A, then back up to MLB. Mm-hmm. So that's the benefit of having the San Antonio missions in San Antonio. You're going to get some of these elite superstars down in San Antonio for, you know, a quick couple of games. It's almost like the G league for the NBA. You may get some of these younger prospects that are superstars down for a little bit, then right back mm-hmm. up. Yeah. So that's the beneficial part of the missions. Got it. Got it. Got it. Now, it's a good thing that Mon was doing this and David as well. You know, I, I think it keeps it keeps the mojo going. I think that is the push to get a new stadium for the missions. And Manu would definitely be a part of that. He's he's part owner, right? Not just an investor, right? He's gonna be I, in the daily operations, I think. I've got to clarify that. Uh, yeah, I understand it's an investor, but an investor. By, okay. I, I'll get some clarification for you to make sure that he's not part owner, but I'll, I'll get clarification on that. Once again, Spurs, uh, whether they're in uniform now or fully retired, still making an impact on the San Antonio community. We know David has been doing that. Manu is doing that as well now. And, uh, yeah, Rudy is going to be covering missions, games, and so much more. What's going on with Sweep the League? So, you know, we do provide a podcast at least once a week. We've been kind of on a hiatus lately, uh, but we're we're bouncing back. We've got missions coverage. We're going to be covering the missions game. Uh, NBA draft coverage is coming up. And also I wanted to uh, also share with Jeff as well is that I just recently launched my uh, own sub stack. So I'm going to be posting oh, my missions articles as well as other. Thank you. As well as my other articles for uh, MLB, uh, NBA, NFL, everything like that. Quick, quick hits on a lot of stuff. And it's free. I don't charge anything because Jeff says I am the the billionaire, the richy rich of you the uh, San Antonio media mm-hmm. thing. So I don't you need any Tony money from Stark you guys. Jealous. You make Stark <laughs> jealous. Well, Tony has called me up recently for uh, a loan, so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to buy into his Mach 100. Uh, that's gonna be coming. You better out send one of those to me as a gift, man. I <laughs> take one of those right away. Yeah, but... my, my Substack is free for you to subscribe to. So. Oh, look at Rudy spreading his wings out there. I, I need to start doing that more. Look, I love the Spurs, and that'll always be my bread and butter. But I need to start doing that. I need to start doing mm-hmm. something like that. I don't know. I got too much on my plate. Maybe not. I got too much. From between, <laughs> between, I mean, I kind of dabble a little bit with the NBA 2K League, but that's only when the season, the Spurs season is over, where I'll make the jump to that because mm-hmm. it's kind of a perfect, you know, transition but nevertheless yes rudy is definitely got you all covered for all things sports not just spurs but spurs are included as well follow him on twitter at sweep the league and once again we thank you for making lockdown spurs your first listen each and every day free and available wherever you get podcasts you everydayers need to also subscribe to lockdown spurs on youtube itunes google play odyssey app iHeart. It's all there. And we thank you for being an everydayer right here on the Lockdown Spurs show, as well as the Lockdown NBA Network. And second listen, check out Game to Game NBA, every recap, every stat, hot takes, local analysis brought to you by the Lockdown Game to Game NBA app and podcast show. So check that out on the Odyssey app, 
iHeart, wherever you get favorite podcasts. So for Rudy Campos, who makes Tony Stark jealous with his billions, I am Jeff Garcia. We're taking, well, we're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. Thank you.